Hello, listeners, and welcome to Poor Richard's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Association for Diplomatic Studies and Training, the world's largest collection of U.S. diplomatic oral history. Check out our website at abst.org, and happy listening. In the late 1990s, USAID unearthed a major corruption scandal in Russia involving Harvard University's Institute for International Development. The whistleblower was Dr. Janet Ballantyne, USAID's mission director at the time. Ballantyne discusses the consternation this caused with U.S. embassy leadership and the repercussions of her reporting on relationships with key Russian officials. Throughout the 1990s, after the fall of the Soviet Union, the United States worked with Russia to implement economic reforms in the country. USAID funded the Harvard Institute for International Development, or HIID, as a contracting agency to help design and implement these changes which included privatization and market reforms. In 1997, however, HIID contractors were found to be using their access to insider information for their own benefit. Harvard later settled with the U.S. government in 2005 in one of the largest settlements ever by a university at that time. Not long after being rejected from her dream job of becoming a spy right out of college, Janet Ballantyne had begun her career with USAID in a Latin American bureau. A strong personality who fought hard for every assignment she set her sights on, Valentine landed posts in Peru, Nepal, Morocco, and Nicaragua, and eventually as the mission director for USAID in Russia from 1996 to 1999. In the following interview, Valentine discusses her involvement in exposing the scandal to the U.S. mission in Russia. One was uh, what is now the infamous case of HIID, the Harvard Institute for International Development that um, had had the contract to basically oversee the privatization and market reforms. Mm -hmm. um, and I had been there maybe six months when I started hearing rumblings that the contractors, uh, the HIID people, um, were abusing their positions. What were they doing? Well, it turns out they were using insider information for personal gain. And we, we found out about it. I called in the Inspector General's office, our, our Inspector General. I did it in a way that caused some issues with the embassy. The, the reformers, the so-called Russian reformers, were the key to the embassy's policies. You know, that Russia cannot move to the next level without these particular reformers. Well, these were the reformers that were very much involved in this. So uh, some people say it was the stupidest thing I ever did. I don't, I don't agree. I called in our inspector general without informing the charge because I knew he would have said, don't do it. The charge was furious, and I guess I would have been too. And I was, I was you know, coming back from, from Boston. I had actually gone to Boston to meet with the provost. And my deputy called on the way from the airport and said, don't even bother coming here. You have to go right over to talk to the charge. Then I went over and I took one look at his face and I thought, this is it. And then he took me into the bubble room and proceeded to beat me black and blue. It was clear that my time in Russia was going to be limited unless I did something about it. So I decided I would, I said, you know, I, I the reason that I've done this is this was a clear violation of the ethics of the 
the United States government. This goes beyond who we think are the right people or the wrong people here. This was wrong. It's a crime. And I would like to know if the two of you, the Charger and the political counselor, would ever take a man into the bubble room and beat him as badly as you've beaten me up. They said, oh, this has nothing to do with gender. I said, give me a break. I said, if you want me to leave, I will. My first stop will be at the Washington Post because my next-door neighbor happens to be the head of the editorial board. And I think people need to know how seriously we take ethics. became my best friend. <laughs> the the Chargé became your best friend? And, and, no, and later when it came out that there were serious breaks. I mean, this, this ended up with the U.S. suing Harvard for the largest settlement that it's ever gotten from a university, $42 million. They, the Harvard folks were there on the U.S. government contract? Yeah. I see. U.S. government contract. So you, your instincts were, were right? Yeah, and you know, I had, I had very good people working for me who, uh, who backed me up. But that, that, was, uh, that was a hard time. I'm sure it was. The people who were implicated knew what was going on, mm -hmm. and there were concerns that they were associated with the mafia, and that somebody was might get badly hurt. As mission director, Valentine was also responsible for communicating with the Russians about the scandal. She describes being summoned to a meeting with the Kremlin. But it also um, resonated very badly with the Kremlin. I mean, it, you know, there were lots of letters going back and forth, and one very amusing thing is I got, uh, I, I sent a letter to the Minister of Foreign Affairs, and I did a copy to President Yeltsin's legal advisor. I got a call from the legal advisor's office saying that the legal advisor wanted to see me in his office as soon as possible I was to come alone, and which gate of the Kremlin I was supposed to go into. I didn't have any idea what it was. I figured this wasn't going to be good. <laughs> So I went at the appointed time, and it was not the, the public gate, I went in the private gate, and there was one of the, the sentries following me, and I walked down this red carpet, seemingly endless, all of these closed doors, you know, with signs in Russian, you know, the, the first deputy secretary of the something or other. And it felt like we were walking for 20 minutes, we finally came to a door, and he was just coming here. I walk in, and this mountain, would you please go in and sit here and walk into a room, and there's nobody there. Have a seat. Mr. Rukoff will be here to join you. So I sat there for about ten minutes, and this guy walks in, and he has absolutely flawless English. And he said, do you know why you're here? And I said, I think you're going to kill me. You said that literally? Mm -hmm. Did you mean it, or were you just mean? Ironic. I thought that was as good an answer because I didn't know. And he said, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> he pulls out this letter and he said, this is, you, you, you sent a copy to so-and-so. You're not allowed to do that. He has to get an original. Uh -huh. I said, well, that'll be easy. I'll go back and send him an original. And you've already sent him a copy. So what you have to do is write him an original asking for the copy to be returned. 
<laughs> and then send him the uh, original. I said, no, I can do that. Yeah, easy. Well, just you know, remember this for next time. That was Janet Valentine speaking on Harvard's corruption scandal in Russia. ADST is an independent, non-profit organization located in Arlington, Virginia. Our oral history collection, started in 1986, now contains over 2,500 oral histories, unveiling the shocking, thought-provoking, and absurd events that help shape foreign policy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to allow ADST to continue its work at www.adst.org. Thank you for listening.